Welcome to Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast with Robert Glasscock. My name is Thomas Miller. I'm kind of the guy that gets things going here, and then we turn it over to the master. Robert Glasscock's been practicing astrology since about 19 or 1842 or something like that. I forget. It's been a long time. (laughs) And he is an absolute master and a brilliant teacher. Today we're going to talk about one of the supercharged octane points in the chart. This is when a planet either hits the last degrees or the early degrees of a sign, say 28, 29, 0, 1. He'll he'll explain when it ingresses into a new sign. And then another place is when a planet slows down and stations retrograde or direct. They get more powerful, more punch, more oomph from the archetypes of that planet. So, Robert, talk to us. How do you handle these power points in the chart? Another great question. Uh, They always indicate a special point to pay attention to. They're not in the middle of a sign, unless we're talking about retrogrades. For example, stationary retrograde and stationary direct, you pay attention to the degrees where that planet turns retrograde or direct and see what that point what its aspects are to natal planets in your chart and read it accordingly. So it's a point of emphasis when a planet stations on a particular degree. It may be right on top of conjunct a natal planet in your chart, which suddenly places all the emphasis on that planet in your natal chart to be read in connection with this conjunction from the transiting planet. Now, if you have a planet at the very beginning of a sign, let's say the first three degrees or the last three degrees of a sign, that's also statistically unusual. Statistically, most of the time, any given planet is going to be somewhere between three degrees and 27 degrees of a given sign. But when they enter this zone of transition, if you will, It says to pay attention to them, whether this is in the natal chart or by transit. So when you are looking at something like um, transiting Mars right now, for example, is in Gemini, it's going to turn red, it's going to go all the way through Gemini and turn retrograde and go all the way back through Gemini and turn direct and go all the way back through Gemini. It's in Gemini for the next, what, seven months. Uh, So it's obviously telling you to pay attention to the sector in your chart of the house is where Gemini falls, the house cusp that it falls on, and the house that Mars is actually transiting. So these stations are a point of emphasis. Same thing is true with these planets in the birth chart, let's say, a natal planet at the last three or the first three degrees of a sign. It's It's an unusual position statistically for the planet to occupy. In one case, if it's in the last third or three degrees, pardon me, of the sign, that archetype, let's say it's the moon in your natal chart and you have it at 28 degrees uh, of, oh, pick a sign. Aquarius. So you have it at the last three degrees of Aquarius, you can know that that natal moon at age three, because that's one degree for a year, at age three, it entered Pisces from Aquarius. 
So you can bet that there is a change in the family situation at age three that is of the nature of an upset. It doesn't have to be bad. It can mean a move or relocation of the family to a nicer town or a nicer home. But it upsets the status quo at birth. It's also the difference between having the moon in the last three degrees of an air sign, Aquarius, and at age three, it's going to enter by solar arc, Pisces, where it will remain for the next 30 years. Pisces is a water sign. It's a dual sign. It's a completely different archetype from Aquarius. So uh, having a planet in early degrees or the very late degrees of a sign at birth says pay attention because whatever this archetype means, if it's the moon, it has to do with home and family, with security needs or basic emotional responses and so on. That planet is going to change, either is is going to change soon or it just did change. If it's in the first three degrees of a sign, then it's like a new baby. The person is born with, with, let's say, the moon in, what, early Aries. They're born with a a wonderful, bright, uh, outgoing, assertive, confident, New moon, basically, even though it's not in that phase with the sun, it still is new in in Aries. And it's at, let's say, three degrees. It's a very naive position for the moon compared to the moon at 29 degrees Aries, which is a mature moon in Aries. Do you see the difference? So the moon in Aries, the moon in early degrees of Aries is very often infantile in many ways. It's childish in many ways. And that's something that you would call attention to the client too, is that your emotional responses with the moon and Aries are already right on the surface. And with this very early degree of the moon, not only do you have a tendency to speak and act first and then think later, but you also have a tendency to think and act in immature ways if you're not careful. So, and the same is true when you have a planet in the late degrees of a sign, then, then it tends to, that planet tends to be actualizing the more mature aspect, side of the sign that it's in. But either way, it's a point of emphasis. How wide of an orb do you give that on the station when they slow down? And let me give you an example for the people who are following this in the series in real time here. We are recording this the last couple of days of August 2022. Now, the next station to go retrograde that we have in front of us is Mercury, which will take place on September 9th, late in the evening. And it will be at 8 degrees 55 minutes in the sign of Libra. You know, as you were saying, look at that 8 degrees and then compare it to what you have in your natal chart. I have that big stack of stuff at six degrees in Scorpio. So eight, six, does it have to be exact? Or would I be looking at this Mercury retrograde saying, yeah, you know what? Really, it's it's uh, almost nine. So it's about three degrees away. Is that three degrees going to make that much difference? No, uh, eight degrees would. The further away from exact it is, uh, the less direct is the influence. 
Now, this this station of Mercury that you just mentioned at 8 degrees Libra is exactly on top of my natal sun at 8 degrees Libra. And my natal sun is in the, the ninth house of writing and publishing and so on. And that's exactly what I'm doing is I'm working on a book. So it goes retrograde in September 9th. I've already looked at this. I have written all my life. And it, it will take me until the end of this year uh, to get this book in shape to be published. So it's with Mercury, you're not going to, a transit of Mercury is generally not a major event, certainly not like a Mars station. But nonetheless, that's what I will be doing is, is concentrating on rewriting this book during the period where Mercury is retrograde there. So I give an orb of usually about four degrees. But honestly, Thomas, if a planet makes a station within five or six degrees of a natal point, I'll probably still read it. It just won't be as strong as if it's exactly on or within three degrees on either side of a natal planet. Okay. So there is a window, but keep it tight for yeah, the better. Yeah. Okay. All right. Excellent. You know, I love how you handle the degrees, and that has opened up. I know a lot of people, it was an eye-opener that these degrees, the numbers of the planet's degrees are significant, and you've really opened us up to that, and you wrote a booklet about it that's on Amazon, too. Yep, it's just amazing to me, and I keep people keep asking me, I've never heard this before, did you? And I cannot imagine that I have discovered anything in astrology, but I certainly observed that pretty early on and thought, this works. It works for me. It works for everybody I read for. It's, again, it's not exact all the time, but it's certainly exact within a, a year, let's say, of, of a particular age. Around this age, did you have, you know, whatever. So it does work, uh, and it it can only work because of harmonics which are related to numerology as well the same thing is true for aspect separations thomas in the birth chart so if you have for example i have my sun and moon in opposition at birth by five degrees well every five years in my life that sun moon opposition will predominate every five years that's amazing. And it's an aspect, <laughs> among amazing. other things, of moving and relocation. And all I can tell you is the first, let me think about this. The first, I think, 11 years that I lived in Los Angeles, I had 17 addresses. Good Lord, you're worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was bad. Uh, well, I got a very restless moon in Aries. God. Where's your, where's your moon? 25 Libra. In Libra, well, that's a kind of restless moon as well. <laughs> Gee whiz! But yeah, wow. it's, yeah. I, I so, don't hold so, a candle to that, though. Well, I I couldn't believe it. It seemed perfectly natural to me, you know. When I moved out there, and I had rented an apartment. I was in the Pasadena Playhouse for the summer session, and then in the fall, I wound up sharing an apartment with three other guys who were actors as well and that was temporary so you see on and on and on especially in the acting field it's got to be pretty temporary but i, I really did over the the first 11 years when i looked back on it, i remember then thinking my gosh you have had 17 addresses <laughs> i settled down since well <laughs> if you guys don't think that there is power to what we're talking about check out robert's book it's on amazon and we have a link to all the amazon books in the show notes if you'll just check those out, there's also a link 
for him if you'd like to book a reading and also our discord channel which we would encourage you to jump into so you can continue this conversation all of that packaged in all of the show notes in all of our episodes thank you so much for listening robert great topic thank you for that and we will see you next time on old soul new soul astrology podcast with robert glasscock <music>